Hey guys, welcome back to Stories with a Nerd. We're going to continue with the Wizards of Once Knock three times. Bear with me, I do have a little bit of a cold, so that's why I sound a bit off. But I hope you enjoy. Chapter 22 Inside the Mouth of the Nicolavi. There was chaos inside the mouth of the Nicolavi. Darkness and a terrible rushing noise, like a roaring, churning, bellowing tide. The Nicolavi is trying to swallow us! Hang on as tight as you can! shouted Wish. She and Zar were using all their energy to cling on as hard as they could to Crusher's rope while they swung wildly this way, that way, this way, that way, turning somersaults, doing backflips, losing all sense of what was up and what was down. The sprites had lost their lights in the confusion as they rattled all around. Down below them, the Nicolavi's second set of jaws had opened, the ones hidden down at the bottom of his throat, as if they had dropped through those they would never get out again. And Crusher, the long-stepper high-walker giant, hung on grimly, one great arm clasping the ropes Wish and Zawa holding, the other one gripping the inside of the Nicolavi's mouth. He was desperately trying to keep a hold on both, as the Nicolavi shook his head this way and that, and the gigantic muscles of his great gullet tried again and again to swallow them. I... Can't hold on any more, thought Zar, as the rope shuddered and swung chaotically. And just as Wish began losing her grip and was about to be jolted off the rope entirely, the Nukulavi stopped shaking his head. Because while Zar and Wish and Crusher were being jangled out about like stones in a bucket on the outside of the Nukulavi's mouth, Bodkin was being thrown this way and that just as violently as they were on the other end of Crusher's rope. He had a brief moment of panic as he looked down and remembered, Oh yes, I'm dangling a hundred feet up. So a bit of an interesting end to the chapter there. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you in the next episode, which will be chapter 23. Bye! the jaws of the Nukulavi and my friends are actually inside the Nukulavi and it's my job to save them. The rope had stopped shaking and was now swaying gently from side to side in a way that was really quite drowsy, making, oh no, it was happening again. Don't fall asleep, Bodkin, cried Caliburn, flapping around in frantic circles because there wasn't a lot he could do himself while he was in bird form. The one thing you mustn't do is fall asleep. Caliburn was right. Bodkin was never going to be a hero if he kept falling asleep in a crisis situation. He had to stay awake. So even though the familiar woozy feeling was coming over Bodkin, this time he fought it with every fibre of his heart and soul. Wake up, Bodkin said to himself sharply as his eyelids drooped. Wake up now. This is your chance to be a hero. The reason that that rope had suddenly stopped shaking was because the Nukulabi had lost sight of Bodkin. The last the monster had seen of the boy who didn't take his shoes off was down on the beach running towards him. But the boy had disappeared. Was he really a wizard and not a warrior, as the girl had claimed? Had he used some magical object to turn himself invisible? Maybe he was a scarier opponent than he had looked. The Nuklavi's thirteen eyes swivelled in all directions looking for the boy. No sign. The Nuklavi hated getting out of the water. His bulk was too much for that. But this was an emergency. He dragged the front half of his enormous body out onto the beach to get a closer look at the crevices high up in the cavern. No boy. Where had he gone? Bodkin, meanwhile, had thought of a plan. 
Bodkin swung the rope back and forth, back, forth, back, forth, as though he was on a rope swing, until he hit the side of the cabin wall. He hung there for a second, before kicking off with such force that he and the rope swung all the way round the knuckle of his chin, past the creature's ears, and on the other side, he landed on the knuckle of his snout. The knuckle of his suddenly remembered the rope dangling from the outside of his mouth. He tried to look down, but thirteen eyes were perched right on top of his head, and he couldn't see under his own chin. Which is why he missed seeing Bodkin, who was now standing on top of the knuckle of his nose. The staff that Bodkin was holding only did one thing. It was a staff that stuck things to other things. You might have thought this was quite a limited spell. It certainly wasn't one of the flashier, more spectacular ones like mind control or invisibility or transformation or shape-shifting. But sometimes it isn't the spells themselves that are important. It is the clever ways you use them. Bodkin used that spell intelligently now. He touched the staff from one of the Nukalavi's nostrils and squirt! The nostril closed in on itself as one side of the nostril stuck itself to the other side. The Nukalavi tried to snort through it and squirt! Bodkin touched the staff on the other nostril and closed it too. Still holding the rope, Bodkin launched himself off the Nukalavi's nose with as much careless recklessness as if he had been Tsar himself. Round the other side of the knuckle abbey, so that the rope had wound. Bodkin fell, so that the rope had wound itself in a circle all the way round the knuckle abbey's head. And when Bodkin swung back down to the bottom of the circle, he touched the staff to the rope and stuck tight. The knuckle abbey tried to breathe through his nostrils, but they would not unblock. The knuckle abbey tried to open his mouth that he had been keeping closed so firmly, but the mouth would not open. The clavy was part of a crocodilian family of monsters that have great strength in the muscles that grasp prey, so they exert extraordinary force when they're keeping their jaws shut. But the muscles that are open, that open the jaws, are far weaker, so weak even that they cannot break through the rope of a long stepper high walker giant. And there was chaos in the cavern of the Nuklavi. The Nuklavi's thirteen eyes bulged and blazed with an absolute indescendent fury. He thrashed about in the underground lake with Bodkin desperately hanging on to the madly jerking rope. Lightning bolts shot off the Nukalavi's tentacles and his enormous body swung this way and that in the jangling mass of cursed bottles. But however hard he thrashed, the Nukalavi could not catch his breath. The Nukalavi knew when he was beaten. The jerking of the great monster's body became weaker and weaker. And now that he knew he was vanquished, the Nukalavi was dignified in defeat. He laid his head down quietly on the beach and closed all thirteen of his eyes and resigned himself to death. After all, he had broken a promise to Zara and wished that he would not close his jaws while they were taking out the stone, and he had promised by mistletoe and magic may his own life be forfeit. That is a very solemn promise and that you break it at your peril, so the Nukalavi must have known he was risking the wrath of fate. Bodkin dropped onto the beach where the Nukalavi laid down his head. He unstuck the rope that tied, that was tied under the monster's chin, and the Nukalavi's jaws relaxed and his mouth opened. Inside the throat of the Nukalavi, the world stopped rocking for Wish and Tsar. Crush pulled them up, Crusher pulled them up, and they slipped and slid out of the open mouth of the Nukalavi, and the stone held tight in the palm of Tsar's hand. "'You are brilliant, Bodkin,' said Caliban admiringly. "'You're a hero. You should have seen him. Tsar and Wish!' You saved our lives. I knew you'd be a hero when the time came, said Wish. Didn't I say it? Zah shook Bodkin's hand. Yes, Wish was right all along. You are a hero, Bodkin. Zah bowed to Bodkin and then clapped him on the back. 
Here, take the stone and complete the bargain, because if it wasn't for you, we would have never got it. Bodkin thought he was going to burst with pride. Wish, proud of him, Bodkin. Czar, bowing to him, Bodkin. He had overcome his fear. He hadn't fainted or fallen asleep. He had acted like a hero. And most importantly of all, he hadn't been an idiot for coming here. The jealousy of the betrayal was forgotten and forgiven. The quest had been a success. And in the end, all because of him. It was a magnificent moment for Bodkin. He stepped forward importantly towards their fallen opponent. He bowed because that is the polite and gracious thing to do to a defeated adversary. Bodkin held up the stone. Naklavi, I am so sorry that I offended you by forgetting to remove my shoes when I landed on your island. We have answered your question. We have completed the task you set us. Here is the stone that you have been worrying about for the last 20 years. Now you must complete the bargain and give us four of your scales. But Naklavi opened his 13 eyes wearily, slowly. You have the scales already, said the Naklavi. What do you mean we have the scales already, said Tsar, bewildered. No, we don't. You, can, you can't try and trick us again. Tsar reached out to take four of the Nukulavi's shining scales, but all at once, the curse bottles with the name Incanzo exploded into little pieces. They ducked us to not be hit by the flying glass, and the scales exploded off the outline of the Nukulavi. They tried to catch the scales raining all around them, but the scales slipped through their fingers, burning bright silver for a moment before they faded and seemed to melt into the beach. But the Nuklavi seemed somehow happier without his scales. Younger even, he shone like a star in the cavern, glowing white as coral. It was as if a spell had been lifted and the beast had awoken him from a trance. A moment earlier, he had seemed like he was on the edge of death, barely breathing. Now he seemed reborn. Thank you for breaking the riddle and the curse of the Nukulavi, said the scaleless creature before them, still weak but gathering strength in front of their eyes. A great sweep of the Nukulavi's tail toppled the treasure heap as if he no longer cared about the treasure anymore. Magic boots and caps with wings and singing swords went bouncing around the cavern in the lunatic directions. Zahar and Wish and Bodkin had to throw themselves on top of the ground to get out of the way as arrows made out of moon and horns of plenty spewing out food and harps playing themselves in a cacophony of noise flew around the cavern in mad eccentric circles. Oh dear, moaned Caliburn. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, the magical objects are escaping. Sure enough, the seven league boots were marching up the cavern walls and then right out of the cave itself, running away as fast as they could, followed by magic staffs of indescribable power, golden shields of destiny, and all manner of other out other dangerous objects that ought to be kept safe and guarded and out of human reach. But worse than this, much worse than this, the Nukulavi turned and dived into the darkness of the water. And then the Nukulavi swam away and out into the open sea. Shielding their faces with their arms, Tsar and Wish and Bodkin watched him go with open mouths. Um, what just happened? said Tsar. He's gone. The Nuklavi is gone, but more importantly, where are the scales, Panic Wish? They dropped to their knees on the beach, but the last remains of the Nuklavi scales slipped through their fingers like mist. The Nuklavi had vanished as completely as if he had never existed. 
after all that work. After Tsar and Wish rescuing Bodkin, and Bodkin rescuing Wish and Tsar, they had failed nonetheless. No scales. The last ingredient in the spell to get rid of witches had gone forever. And believe it or not, there was worse to come. With a magnificent sweeping flourish, the enchanted sword finally drew itself out of the, its own scabbard, placed itself into Bodkin's trembling hand. Behind them, in the dark corner of the cavern, there came a horrible, creaking hiss of a whisper. Foolish, croaked the voice, to go on a quest without knowing the rules yet. The world around, out of the darkness, out of the heap, of dark treasure the Nukalavi had been guarding, there rolled, trapped in a ball of iron, the King Witch. <laughs>